Labyrinths is brought to you by Knox Robinson Productions. Please consider becoming a patron. For as little as $5 a month, you can listen to Labyrinths ad-free. Visit patreon.com slash Robinson to learn more. Hey, Mom. Hey, uh, let me turn off my Christmas music in the background here. What's up? I was calling to quickly pick your brain and get your immediate thoughts on the recent news. Yeah. How did you find out? So I actually emailed one of my coworkers and she said, you know, like, stay strong. And so I thought, I wonder what's going on. She mentioned that she had seen your name in the news. So then, of course, I had to go Google you. (laughs) And that's when I saw the news article that said that Gidey had been uh, released. This morning, the man convicted in the assault and rape of British exchange student Meredith Kircher is free. An Italian judge ruling Rudy Guede can complete the rest of his sentence with community service. And how did you feel? Yeah, um... I tried to reconcile my feelings of, you know, this is a human who should never be loose again. But then I always step back and think about you telling me many, 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 many times you can't judge people by the worst thing that they've done. So it's hard for me to separate those things, especially since he kept trying to point the finger at you to get himself off. Guede was the only person still serving a sentence in Kircher's death. A fast-track process resulted in less jail time. But he continues to maintain his innocence, now saying justice has not been done. Kircher's roommate Amanda Knox and her boyfriend Raffaello Solecito were also found guilty, but their convictions were overturned. So I struggle with finding any redeeming qualities for this human being. And then I worry that people around him aren't safe. I'm feeling lost. Like you're not in the right place? No. Just that I'm Amanda Knox. (sighs) That is difficult. More difficult than being Christopher Robinson. Well, thank you for being here on this labyrinth with me. Today, we're giving you a special bonus episode reacting to some recent and shocking news. We still have another new episode coming out on Friday, but think of this as a little microdose of labyrinths. How are you feeling about all this? I don't know. I mean, I'm conflicted. Um, I'm feeling conflicted because... A part of me is still very deeply angry at him. And part of it is for what he did. But like the other part of it is what everyone else allowed him to get away with, which is not really his grave sin, you know? Like, he's not the one who's in charge of holding himself accountable for his crimes. And it just kind of, this whole him getting out, like, I don't even have a fucking problem with him getting out, especially if he can't be anywhere near me. It's just this idea floating around that, like, 
the world kind of wants him to not take responsibility. People around him are saying to his face, like, how come you are the only one who ended up in prison because you aren't some rich white girl like Amanda Knox? And it's like, because he's the one who fucking raped and murdered Meredith. Like, that's why he's the only one who was in prison. He was the only one who should have been in prison. And everyone who's sort of giving him this feedback loop of not taking responsibility for his actions is deeply frustrating because it's like people don't actually care what happened. They care about the symbolism. They care about the idea of the person, not the person. They care about the idea of the action and not the action. So once again, I see the story thwarting the truth. Yeah. Well, we organized these thoughts into a more coherent form. Yeah. You want to step into that? We could tell you all the great reasons you should support Labyrinths on Patreon, including ad-free episodes and exclusive patron-only content. But why not hear it direct from a listener? Hi, my name is Allie, and I joined Labyrinths Patreon because there's nowhere else that you can explore the ebbs and the flows of humanity with the kind of truth and grace that you can get with Labyrinths. There really isn't anywhere else you can get that. Visit patreon.com slash Robinson. It has been my fate to bear the infamy of Meredith Kircher's tragic death, an infamy that belongs to her forgotten killer, Rudy Gaudet. Despite leaving his DNA on Meredith's body, despite leaving his fingerprints and footprints in her blood, Gaudet was never charged with murder. Instead, he was quietly convicted of a lesser charge long before my own trial ever reached a verdict. Taking his cue from the prosecution and media, Gaudet has taken every opportunity to blame and accuse me. And he has never acknowledged his horrific crime or faced appropriate consequences. The story people don't know is that the night Gaudet raped and killed my 21-year-old roommate was just the horrific climax of a burglary spree he had been on since his adoptive family had disowned him a couple months prior. Just days before killing Meredith, he was caught in Milan burglarizing a nursery school and found to be carrying a knife. After he killed Meredith, he fled Italy for Germany, the evidence of Gaudet's guilt is overwhelming, as is the lack of evidence implicating any other suspect. Had this crime occurred in the U.S., and had Gaudet been charged, convicted, and sentenced for aggravated rape and second-degree murder, as he should have been, his sentence would likely have been life without parole, which is the federal mandatory minimum. As it is, this crime occurred in Italy, and Gaudet was charged, convicted, and sentenced 
merely for sexual assault and conspiracy to commit murder. His sentence was 16 years. After 10, he was allowed day release. After 13, he is being allowed to serve out the remainder of his sentence in freedom. And, of course, Gade's name is not the one associated with his atrocity. Few people even know his name. Instead, they know mine. The only reason most people know I exist is because of what he did. <sighs> I'm not upset that Rudy Gaudet is free. I'm not upset that journalists who continue to vilify me to this day are instead humanizing him, quoting his lawyers who claim he is calm and socially well-integrated. I'm not upset that he is being given a second chance. I do believe, as Brian Stevenson has said, that everyone is more than the worst thing they've ever done. I believe that even Rudy Gaudet deserves a second chance. But I am upset. I'm upset that he's never acknowledged his crimes, that he's never been held fully accountable, and that I continue to bear the burden of his infamy. So many people suffered because of his actions. He created a constellation of pain that enveloped Meredith's family, me, Raffaele, our families, and the many who fought to clear our names. I'd wager, or hope, that Gaudet himself is part of that constellation. Not because I wish him suffering, but because truly acknowledging what he did could not be anything but painful. I don't need to know his reasons, what was going through his mind that night. But I would like to know if he cares now, if he cares about what he did to Meredith, what he did to me. Since the day the news of his release broke, people keep asking me, what should his punishment have been? I think of my fellow exonerees, they are disproportionately men of color like G'day. My friend Juan Rivera was sentenced to life in prison for a rape and murder he didn't commit. He served 20 years before his exoneration. My friend Khalil Rashtan was sentenced to life in prison for a murder he didn't commit. He served 15 years before he was exonerated. The average sentence for a wrongful conviction in the U.S. is 14 years, longer than G'day has spent in prison for actually raping and killing someone. Should he have gotten a life sentence? I don't think so. I would not wish an unreasonably harsh sentence on anyone. I would wish them only true rehabilitation. G'day's lawyers say he's well along that path. Maybe so. But I do know one thing. So long as he refuses to admit his crimes, to show true regret, I will continue to unjustly bear his infamy, be held accountable for the Kircher's grief, be shamed for not showing remorse for G'day's crime. He could end all that in a second. I doubt he ever will, 
but the day he does, I will celebrate his rehabilitation and wish him the best on a new and honest chapter in his life. You have high hopes. I do have high hopes. That's the That's... very optimistic I demand. <laughs> I mean, I expect him to lean into the delusion. So this is the one thing that I will say is a one argument for why this could be better than worse, that he's getting out early, is that I think instinctually when you are in a position like you are in prison, you get on the defensive no matter what. Guilty or not, right. you feel like you're the victim of society. And my hope is that once he's finally out of that environment, he will have finally the space to realize that he's not the center of the world and his victimhood is not the center of this story and that he will learn to be able to accept and acknowledge the victimhood that resulted from his actions. I think that he sees himself today as a victim, but tomorrow, when he's alive and free and Meredith is dead and he gets to walk around and people give him opportunities and people give him a second chance, like it's the second chance that could be the thing that changes him. I don't think prison changes people. I think second chances do. And so my hope is that this second chance is the thing that really actually brings closure to all of us. Oh, one more point. If it were me, I wouldn't be getting out of prison early on community service. And I had a stellar record in prison. But I 100% believe that if it were me who was still wrongfully convicted and trapped in prison, they would make me serve out every single day because of just how scandalous the crime and how why, why that scandal it fell upon me. Because the scandal fell upon me. People don't look at Rudy Gaudet and think, that's the man who raped and murdered Meredith Kircher. They think, that's the man who Amanda manipulated and he had something to do with it, but he's probably just some poor guy who got roped yeah. in. I know that you say you're not upset that the media talks about him in a positive light, but can I be upset on your behalf? <laughs> well, so here's the thing. Don't be upset that they have given him the courtesy of humanization. Be upset that they are hypocritical assholes who post every speculative, scandalous, and slanderous spin based not on evidence at all in order to vilify me and dehumanize me while completely ignoring any good things I put out into the world because it doesn't fit their preferred narrative. So once again, it's like they tell the story they want to tell and the truth doesn't really matter to them. So in this case, they're giving G'day the courtesy of acknowledging the good that's part of his life. And he may have had a, a transformation in prison, 
that is also likely true. Let's just, for the record, note that it's not just that he cut short an innocent life, Meredith's. He also put two other innocent people through a combined total of eight years in prison, through a combined total of 16 years of trial. He deprived Meredith's family of any satisfying sense of closure, all by his refusal to acknowledge what he did. He could have changed that at any moment in the last 13 years. He could change it right now. It's within his power to end the vilification that you still go through, that Raphael receives. It's within his power to give closure to Meredith's family. He could do all that in, in a sentence. Mm -hmm. And the fact that he could do that and he chooses not to, to me, says more about him than any work he's doing for a charity. Oh, sure. Or whatever, you know? Yeah, no, of course. What I want to say, though, is that we know that the, the human brain is still developing until yes. age 25, and that especially um, in hormonal young men, the decision-making parts of the brain, the risk analysis, the Absolutely. those centers are not fully developed from what we understand until mid-20s. Mm -hmm. And so Gaudet was how old? I think he was around like 20 He's or 21. He's 33 now. He's yeah. your age. So yeah. same age as you. Most violent crime happens from young men, mm -hmm. men who are 17 to 25 yep. in that window when they're, their brains just their don't brains are not function, developed right? enough. And that doesn't mean they bear no moral responsibility, but it does mean that people age out of violent crime. Yes. And the studies show this. And that's true also for G'day. We can't ignore that fact. That, in fact, that's you know, one of the major things that I think about when I think about him and why he did what he did. As it's like, okay, here's this itinerant youth who is destabilized. He doesn't have clear, consistent authority figures that he can rely on. He's sort of a Peter Pan kid who's on his own, breaking the rules as they see fit. And I think he caught himself up in bad situations where he made bad decisions that just kept getting worse and worse. He dug himself into a deep hole, tried to run away, mm -hmm. as little scared boys will do. And when he got caught, he, like a scared little boy, just hid and pointed the finger. And I like, I understand that. Like, that is what an impulsive man child would do. And it is very likely, I think, that 33 year old G'day would not be a danger to society in the way that 21-year-old G'day was. Absolutely. Just simply because his brain has developed more. Yes, 100%. Um, now, is he still a coward? Well, yes. Yes. Until, you can be a coward your whole damn yeah. life. <laughs> Until he admits it, he's a fucking coward. He's a coward. And he's not just a coward in the sense that, like, he won't admit it to himself. He's a coward in the sense that he's willing to let other people take it for him, to carry the burden for him. He's willing to let other people bear his infamy, and he's willing to deny closure to the family of the woman he killed. Right. And it's like the one thing that he could do that would be restorative and healing to the people he hurt. Just admit it. Don't call us crazy for what you did to us. 
Just admit it. Just acknowledge it. I don't need you to suffer anymore. I just need you to acknowledge it. You know, I thought about it and I hope that you weren't getting, you know, as you normally do when crap comes out, people start coming out of the woodwork and saying me things. And so I always worry about you. So, yeah, I hope that didn't happen. Is that a is that a daydream that you have? What? Not wanting to have that big story around you to just be anonymous craft and hat maker translator Amanda. I don't have a fantasy of looking back at my younger self and imagining a different life. It's fairly hard for me to do that. What I do have a fantasy about is a future me that doesn't have to be carrying the weight of his crimes. Yeah. That's what I still want. This episode was written by us, edited and sound designed by Chandler Mays, with theme music by Josh Udo Karp. Hello, listener. This episode of Labyrinths could be ad-free, but that requires exclusive access. Your mission should you choose to accept it, is to become a monthly Patreon subscriber, which will grant you access to top-secret patron-only content. This podcast will self-destruct without your support. Was that too cheesy? Who doesn't like cheese? Visit patreon.com slash Robinson.